Welcome to the Great Lakes Golf Podcast for the week of August 1st, 2022. Alongside Hunter Pulaski, I am Peter Garber. We are presented by Reed Furniture in downtown Petoskey. Whatever your furniture need, it's Reed indeed. In this week's episode, Hunter in Petoskey, I am in Chicago. We'll talk crunch time around the tours. Look ahead to the events this week on the Corn Ferry, LPGA, and of course the PGA Tour the last regular season event for the 2021-2022 season. We'll get a little in-depth as well in Bubble Watch. Uh, important week for the guys, or, or really one, you know, 115 up. Um, but of course, we have several live defectors currently in the top 125 in the FedEx Cup standings. We'll get into how we think that's going to play out. Uh, locally, we'll get to the final results from the Michigan Girls Junior Amateur at Forest Acres West, as well as the Tournament of Champions that wrapped up last week at Point Mountain Resort. But first, Michigan's only PGA Tour event now in the books for 2022, the Rocket Mortgage Classic at Detroit Golf Club proved friendliest. Well, it was friendly to just about everybody. A lot of birdies out there this week, but friendliest to Tony Finau, who won on the PGA Tour for the second consecutive week does not happen often hunter your takeaways from the week that was at detroit golf club how about tony fino i think we should keep saying tony's name I mean, i'm i'm uh, i'm wildly impressed by everything that he's done the last two weeks there have been some there's been some stats flying around of the number he, how well he has played the last i know the golf courses weren't exactly weren't exactly standing as tall as maybe maybe some other golf courses, but I mean he made like like four bogeys over uh, two week like two weeks worth of golf. I mean his he hit so many fairways, so many greens. Uh, I mean it was really a very a very very. I I don't want to take away too much of it because of the field strength. Or anything like that. I mean, I think he is playing just very, very good, phenomenal golf right now. And I think like we kind of, in a way, we kind of saw it coming. I feel like one of us mentioned something at least a few weeks ago where like he was, because it was not good for a while, but he was starting to trend. But then you always run into like, even if he's trending in the right direction, he just doesn't win. So it's kind of nice for him to, I mean, this is awesome for him to kind of get this, uh, get this off his back a little bit. I mean, he, he dominated five shots. Uh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, winning by five. First of all, I don't think you could really say much of anything about the field strength because look at who tied for second. Can't lay Cameron Young mm-hmm. alongside Pendrith. So, I mean, you beat those guys by five and they were, you know, Cantley was the betting favorite. Cam Young was under 20 to one. So really at three of the four favorites finish in the top four. Um, so you can't say much about the field strength and then in terms of the performance, I really, he's such a hard player to bet. We've gone through so many long spells of him not winning. And you're right. We started betting him again at the open championship where I think he did hit a finishing position bet, but he kind of backdoored it on Sunday. Um, Was never really in serious contention. But you're right, on these easier courses the last couple weeks when he's looked confident over the putter, 
he's been hard to beat. Winning by five strokes is really remarkable. I still don't ever see myself betting Tony Finau at under 20 to one, but maybe this is a trend in the sense that he's good when the winning score is, you know, 20 minus 20 or better. Like that's kind of his jam. Cause I think, you know, that's definitely what these two courses the past two weeks in, in twin cities, even though the winning score was less there, it is known as of course you have to make a lot of birdies on. And then definitely at DGC, I mean, it was birdies galore this week. Shoot, you shoot 26, 26 under par. I thought we might touch minus 30 seeing the scores on Thursday, but um, I, I like I was thinking about it after he won. Like, do I really think that now he's going to win a major <laughs> next year or anything? Like, I don't know that it totally changes my opinion of Tony Finau, but I'm happy for him because winning two weeks in a row is like, I, I don't know what the stats are on that, but that's not something we see often. Uh, hasn't happened since. Can you guess the last person to do it? Well, uh, Tiger Woods. No, way before. I mean, like, this just happened two years ago, three years ago. Somebody who I would, who I like, I would oh, very much think in the same Brennan vein. Todd. Brennan Todd. So I, I don't, I don't love how you say that it doesn't change anything for your opinion on Tony Finau, but then you also said like you can't look at the field strength. So, so like, are you saying those are easy wins or like, what, what is that? I'm not quite, uh, I'm not quite picking up what you're putting down. No, no. I just mean like, it doesn't change my feelings about Tony Finau in terms of his ability to win bigger golf tournaments or Mm -hmm. perform under true pressure slash. I think he seems to be advantaged by courses with easier greens where you can make lots of birdies like that's maybe that's kind of like a niche you know from a betting standpoint like when do you like tony finau but like i guess ultimately trying to say he won at 14 to 1 this week like it's amazing he won back to back like that's an incredible achievement it's amazing he won by five strokes if we go back in time to wednesday despite me seeing him up there and knowing he's playing great you know, I'm probably still not going to pull the trigger on it any on that kind of a number for Tony Finau. I just think this was like a, you know, lightning in a bottle type of moment here. Yeah, you know, I think you made a good point about the greens. I mean, the last two weeks it's been bent with a little bit of Poe in it, and I'm sure there's been like the perfect green for. I mean, obviously, he's making because he was used to be. He's still not a good putter. He can make putts. So this, I mean, the last two weeks he's just been making putts. But I wouldn't say. Well, he made that big one on the front nine on Sunday. That kind of felt like it. You know, that was almost like it was like, okay, yeah, he's definitely going to do this now. So because that was the one sort of like possible misstep. But yeah, I mean, he's he doesn't look great when he's putting. No, but no, he's he so good with the ball striking. It's just a matter of putting like even to the field or maybe a little better. I mean, you know, we were talking about the ball striking at the 3M and then and then now, you know, he's almost 
was better at in Detroit. So winning by five is no joke. Uh, no, not at all. And and speaking of the Rocket Mortgage, did you see? I just, I'm kind of just going to throw this on you. Did you see that they released the 2023 schedule, and it has been moved to where? It is now um, two weeks. I think it's actually going to. It's really good for the. Uh, it's uh, that'd be like June, no July. Oh, that'd be July. Yeah. No, it'll be June. End of June. So, June 26th through the 2nd. And then, the they go, then they go to John Deere. And then they go to Scottish Open and they play the Open. So it's before the Open, between the U.S. Open and the Open. Two weeks after the U.S. Open, two weeks, three weeks before the U.S. or the Open. Well, that should be week of June 26th, he said. Yeah. So in theory, I, mean, I think it should. Nice to be good for the field. Yield yield a, a much better field, I would think. And the field is pretty good already. I got to give it to him. It, it, it was improving. I don't know that it's uh, like the one thing that you can say, despite it being a birdie fest. Like I said already, is three out of the guy, three of the guys, twenty and one and under, finished in the top four. I'm I mean, like sure. all the best players. Doesn't that just show that maybe the field was weak besides four? And Zalatoris was 20th. But I mean, if you're in terms of appealing to a more elite player. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I see. It's like, hey, come like Rom, you know, it's moaning (laughs) about Palm Springs, you know, like that's maybe that's a little more variable. Like Detroit Golf Club, you can use your driver. Your length is still an advantage. It's a birdie fest, but it's not as much of a putting contest, maybe. I mean, like, now some of these winners not great putters yeah so i mean maybe that's part of your pitch is look we feel like we set the course up for the best players to be at the top of the leaderboard come sunday and so you know we feel like if you come here you're going to have a real chance and you're going to be in some high profile groupings late in the tournament that people are going to want to watch we certainly had that i mean can't lay young and Finau all being in the mix, and then Zalatoris going out early on Sunday and shooting seven under. Yeah. Any other, uh, I think we did this last year. Is there any other courses that you'd like to see them at besides DGC well, or, or Country Club of Detroit? Because I don't think that's not even on. But is there anything else besides? I'd rather, I'd like to see them play. But like, where? I'd, I'd be okay with them playing. Clearly, Oakland Hills can handle the infrastructure. I'd like to see them back at Oakland Hills for, and it could be the North Course. I don't really care. But uh, Oakland Hills is not going to take a regular PGA Tour event. Yeah. Maybe the North Course would. I don't think that'd be better. No. I mean, it's that course is fine, but... I don't know. It's you're not making that big of an improvement. Yeah, I guess I'm just not. I'm not uh, by any means. And by and when I say any means, like any means, blown away by uh, Detroit Golf Club. Well, what do you want? You want them to go back to Warwick Hills? That's where they played the Buick, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. It was. And uh, honestly, maybe. See what? <laughs> see what I mean? Maybe I would. That. Uh, they shot the same scores there, <laughs> maybe even lower. 
That's what I mean. That's what uh, I mean. I mean, I remember Tiger hitting some incredible shots out there, but that golf course is, you know, I don't know. I, I can't, I've never played Warwick Hills, but, and I've walked DGC. It's not great because it's not the best representative of Michigan golf, but there's just not that many options logistically. I certainly don't want them going over to Harbor Shores. <laughs> they had never come back. <laughs> and it has to be in Detroit. You know, that's what Rocket's all about. So I don't know what, to, I don't know what else to say about it, really. Yeah. CCD is never going to take them. A lot of the clubs are never going to take them. Maybe there's some good public options that I'm not thinking of over there. Have them go over and play the university course in Ann Arbor. Honestly, the course is awesome. You got to make the first hole par four, though. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Like with the, I don't know how much play they get in the summertime. Just with the, like, are the kids a big part of the play there? Or is it more just public play? Uh no. The you mean students? Students, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The university community. I mean, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, if they're gone, well, it's for the golf summer, course a lot, but they're not there in the summer. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially during, especially the week that it is. That's what kills. That's especially now with this, with where it is. It's the week of 4th of July. Who the heck is even in Detroit the week of 4th of July? They're somewhere else. Like, like somebody that would be playing, they'd be playing golf at their summer house. Well, that maybe they should bring the PGA Tour up to Bay Harbor. <laughs> That's who that's there's the conversation that we need to be having is if there is a hypothetical PGA tour in northern Michigan, what course would you want it at? I'd rather see it at Forest Dunes, I think. I think that'd be fun. Okay, that's Ross Common. That's borderline. And who is <laughs> dude, you can't walk that golf course. That's not you can't a walk PGA Bay Tour Harbor. venue. <laughs> Easily, can you? That feels very windy. I'm trying to think. Yeah, preserve, maybe preserve quarry. Quarry feels like it's walkable. And I you have to get there's probably a couple places where you need to get shuttled. Yeah. <laughs> Something to think about. Something to think about. Or the heather. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best championship. It's the most demanding golf course probably i would say so speaking of like uh true north is that walkable that course is brutally hard not a fan okay be respectful (laughs) it's a really i mean it's 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 in awesome shape i i I love going there but i'm not like i don't love the layout to be honest i think hole number two is one of the weirdest holes i've ever played in all of golf makes no sense you have to like hit a if you hit a driver, you're in the rough. So you have to hit like a five iron to stay in the fairway. Then you have 220 yards in. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm not in love with it either, but there are people out there who like it. And it's certainly a big piece of property where you could have a lot of people there. Oh yeah. Yes. You'd be, you'd have, I saw like a, was that a shell's wonderful world of golf still that they were doing when Phil played like, I want to say it was Tom Lehman or something at Bay Harbor. Yeah. I remember, I haven't seen that in years, but it's funny. That's still running. But yeah, that was at the links, I believe like kind of like when it first opened. Yeah. And then speaking yeah. of Phil Mickelson, we're playing, we have that tuber invitational next weekend and we're playing treetops. 
which would so I'm curious. I haven't played those in a long time, but there's a couple of those I think are really good. We're well, play- you're gonna go low. We're playing all of them except for the tradition. Thank you're gonna. Oh, you're not playing the tradition. Maybe you won't go that low. <laughs> that course, <laughs> I'd rather. <laughs> I'd rather simply not play it than post a number. Gosh, look at you! You're just full of spit and vinegar this morning. So, what's your problem with the tradition now? I I think it's just it's just so. Don't don't paint me as the bad guy. I feel like we've we have both talked about the tradition just being so. Meh. It's easy. It's very. It's like almost. I would almost. Say it's, it's like Gaylord's easy. version of the Wolverine. Yes, but I think it's easier. And there's every course up here has a little bit of like. There's some goofiness. You know, like I get it that that one hole, it's at a ski resort. Like it's you know, it's so hilly that one hill, that one hole is so far downhill on the second shot. But you're like, is this like a this is like a four club drop off? <laughs> like, Am I gonna like roll up a sandwich from one sixty? What are we doing here? But you can make a ton of birdies. Very confidence boosting for your driver friendly fairways and like you can get away with a few mistakes out there I, i'm surprised you guys aren't playing your first round there it's just a just a warm-up to set the tone for the weekend no we're playing uh some of us are playing out seagull club we're playing at seagull club thursday afternoon and then we're playing the start of it for when everyone that's playing is we're doing three tops the part three course thursday night and then thursday. well at seagull club is a good warm-up too yeah i love that seagull club Playing the tribute, which I think is a decent golf course, good views. So I don't have not all salt and vinegar. If there's a seagull club, salt and vinegar or spit and vinegar. I think salt and vinegar is a potato chip flavor. Not a very good one. Really, not a fan. No. No. It's good under the right circumstances. It's just not like anything that's vinegary. Yeah. No. No. I'm not a big vinegar. Speaking of getting off course. Yeah. All right, can you, uh, we'll go whatever you want. We can go around the tours or we can go talk about the local stuff unless you have more on the Rocket Mortgage Classic and Tony Fina being the the best golfer in the world. No, that's uh, that's all I have. I'm very proud of Tony. I probably said a lot of mean things about Tony on this podcast, but I'm proud of him. You know, you you pretty much said something mean about everybody now and you've been adding to the list this morning. So I think, you know, What's the other expression? You get further with honey than with vinegar. There's a lot of vinegar idioms in the English language. Well, I think your mistake was you made us wait till Wednesday to record men's day and it's raining out. So not exactly. Oh, not exactly I see. A, a I see what's happening. Yeah, it's going to storm here mood. today too. Yeah. Well, I'm so sorry about that. You might, okay. you might, you don't tee off till later. You might be okay. You might be lucky. Yeah, we need, it's not like we're going to flood. It's not like it's going to flood out. We need the rain. There's like a series of storms coming in off the lake that I saw on the radar this morning. Oh, yeah. it's, it's pretty wild. All right. Let's. And it was storming last night. It was storming last night up here. Are you, talking about, are you talking about up here or are you talking about down there? Up there. Okay. A lot of lightning. Yes. I had to do news and weather this morning. Oh, I was like, I was like, yeah, there was. Okay. That makes a lot more sense while you. It's nine o'clock here. I've been up for well over four hours. Well, when you emailed me at, uh, like 7 45 this morning with like a, a decently long email i go okay yeah he's been awake 
Yeah, sorry, that may have been slightly too much detail. But. No, it's okay. We could have. I was up too. I couldn't sleep last night. All right. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. But not because it was storming. No, I love love storms. <laughs> Big storm guy. All right, we have. I think we have sufficiently gotten off track enough. Of course. Of course. Damn it. Dang it. Let's get back on. Let's get back on course. <laughs> So let's start with the, we are, we are going to go with the local side and it's going to be a local slash, uh, just amateur. I'm, I'm about to start calling it something similar to that because that's really what it, what it's become. Uh, so let's start with the 44th Michigan girls. Junior well, State. we are in, we're in midweight West, mid, mid Midwest based I, so podcast. What, so what, I'm what in happens? Chicago. you most of our listeners care more about this area of the country than the country more broadly in amateur golf. So I think. So what happens is they're playing out of the area, but there's a person that's from the area in it. So I don't know if I can. You see what I'm That's saying? still the same. That's the same <laughs> thing as me to, to betting on Ryan Brem every week, who, by the way, had a great Thursday at the rocket. How was, how was this Friday? Less good. He tied for 53rd or something like that. Don't ask me how I know exactly what place he came in. All right. We're going to get back on track. Here we go. All right. Back on course. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, or are we? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you, I believe you have the final results from the Michigan Girls Junior Amateur at Forest Acres West. I did. I do. Here we go. So, uh, yes, the 44th Michigan Girls Junior State Amateur. At Forest Acres West, July 25th through 28th, uh, Grace Wang from Rochester Hills won one up over Sophie Stevens. Sophie Stevens was the uh, has been the medalist the last two years, so uh, obviously a, a great competitor. She's from Highland, uh, both class of 2023. We will. I have a feeling they're probably going to go play uh, college golf somewhere. So we'll keep you guys up to date. Uh, with those two names. And then in the 15 under division, uh, Traverse City name, uh, Grace Slocum won four and three over Ava uh, Wisinski uh, from Ada. Uh, So congratulations to Grace and, oh, wow. Congratulations to Grace and Grace, uh, Grace Wang and Grace Slocum uh, on their respective championships. Moving on to... Uh, something I found pretty cool, the U.S. Senior Women's Amateur uh, is in their 60th year, and they are playing at uh, Anchorage Golf Course in Anchorage, Alaska. Which now, Are they paying for everyone's travel? I don't know. How much more does like, it cost to get what? to... How much more does it cost to get to Alaska compared to, like, somewhere else? Does it cost more? Is there even enough daylight there to play or get around a golf in? Oh, Peter, you are you are misinformed. <laughs> You are misinformed in the summertime. No, it's the opposite. It's, right? like, it's from like five. They have more daylight than we do. It's like, uh, and I think in the wintertime. Yeah, you're right. In the you're wintertime. Right, right. They, How they do they sleep? I, Peter, I would love it. I had a, Well, that's pretty, that's pretty wild that they're going to Anchorage. Yeah. So that makes, I mean, I guess it's a fairly big town, but it's a little off the beaten path. I need to get a number for you. I believe so. As, Is that an early 1900s Donald Ross up there? <laughs> nope. It's uh, it's like a 1987. 
uh, some some. It's a two thousand twenty. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a municipal course owned by the city of Anchorage, uh, and somewhere it was like nineteen eighty seven something like that. Um, there are <laughs> it's either twelve or seventeen golf courses. Peter, can you look up how many golf courses are in Alaska? <laughs> Please, right there in Google. Sure. It's either 12 or 17. Is it like, is it like 4,800 yards? Uh, <laughs> I don't know how long they're playing this golf course at, but it, it has been it has been hilarious to look at all the pictures, and these poor old women are just are bundled up in, in like uh, full-on rain, uh, rain gear, heavy, heavy like rain pants. Uh, and we do have, so... Reason, I really want to go to Alaska, <laughs> but I, it's not to play golf. Yeah, exactly. No, you might not. That might not be the on one. the on the Alaska.org website, which I believe is official travel website of the state of Alaska. They list eight total golf courses. <laughs> Only three of which have an actual description. The other five of which are just names and locations on the map. So they may or may not be real. They also do not have any photos. So like me, I don't think many people go to Alaska to play golf. Now, that being said, if you were able to build a nice golf course in Alaska, it would be a potential travel destination, I guess I would say, because you can play late into the hours and there's other recreation in the, in the nearest rounds. Oh yeah. Might I, mean, I say business opportunity for the great lakes golf podcast. Um, should we get into the golf design and development business? That sounds expensive. That sounds really expensive. <laughs> But it's in Alaska. That's like the that's like Canada, right? I mean, you're darn near. You're darn near up there. I mean, you're you're ways up there. And so, I mean, it's it's nice to see them get to this part of the country as as it is their first time. And we do have one. Uh, she is she made it to the round of thirty two. Lost the round of thirty two. Is uh, Stacy Slobodek Stoll? She is the Michigan State girls coach. Uh, and I did some research on Stacy. She she has the uh, the most championships for anybody in the state of Michigan. Uh, she's really good, really really good. What a summer for the uh, the coaches. women's golf coaches, the coaches in the state of yeah. Michigan after the I can't remember her name, but after the Western coach Get won more. the. There you go. Yeah. What was the name of that thing again? Uh, the adaptive what was the name open. Of the adaptive open. What, what was Not the one that came one? That tournament. My apologies. Nope, that's fine. Uh, so uh, congratulations to Stacy. Um, and once again, pretty cool that they uh, made their way up to the great state of Alaska. Now, all fifty states have been played have played a USJ event or USJ championship, rather. And who won the tournament of champions? Yep, I was I was following it on Twitter, and I was if you guys are following us, you noticed I was retweeting and stuff. But I know you want to go through the results. Yes. So uh, in first place, uh, they finished. So this was 
oh, looks like last last Monday through last Wednesday, uh, the final leaderboard looked like Brett White at the top at 12 under par. Uh, Brett played really well, shot 65, 67, 72. He's from Caledonia, Michigan. Uh, Frank uh, McAffle from uh, South Lyon shot 8 under to finish T2nd, uh, 69, 70, 69. Uh, Bo Brult from Howell finished tied second as well, 68, 67, 73. And then rounding out the top four, Bradley Smithson, uh, Michigan State golfer, finished at minus seven, 66, 70, 73. Uh, so congratulations to all those guys, and uh, especially Brett. That's a heck of a score. But it was pretty windy. It was a pretty windy week last week, too, so some good scores out there. Yeah, they're going low. Mm-hmm. And what am I missing, Pierre? I feel like I'm missing something. Maybe I'm not. No, oh. can we go around the tours? Oh, it'll go quickly. Quickly, I have to mention uh, the Western Am this week. Oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I would consider, yeah, right. would, would you consider that the second biggest amateur in the country? This is the, it's at Exmoor this year, right? Yes. Is that second which biggest? is here in Chicago and is supposed to be incredible. Is there television coverage? Um, I don't, there typically is, but I don't, I don't, uh, I would love to watch that That's as close as I'm ever going to come to Exmoor. So I'd like to watch it on TV. I think. Why don't you just walk over, why don't you just drive over, drive your butt over there? I suppose I could do that too, but I have a job. You do have a job, but it runs, it runs until the sixth. Well, I'm sure my wife will be thrilled when I tell her I'm going out to Exmoor on Saturday to watch golf. <laughs> Speaking, that's the final is match play at the end yes stroke and match play right yep so they play yeah. uh 36 holes of um stroke play to or rather uh 54 holes of stroke play to determine a uh, match play bracket and i had to mention it just because jr yeah you just want to talk about jr smith jr smith got a uh, invite and he fired a smooth 87 in his first round Dead, this is the former Cleveland last. Cavalier, Los Angeles Laker, NBA champion, who's gone back to college, gotten his amateur status, and playing college golf, and now for some reason the Western Am. They could have. I mean, they could have given. Just it. in case you don't know who J.R. Smith is off the top of your head, which I'm, you know, that's probably that's like a, that's a fortunate thing for you to not know him. I don't know who wouldn't know J.R. Smith off the top of their head. <laughs> I, I, I would love to know. I'd love to know. Not everyone lives in the same exact world space as you, Hunter. That is true. That is true. All right. And then uh, around the tours, what do we have? Corn, where are the Corn Ferry boys at this week? As they've, they're getting pretty close to the end of the season. Utah. Oh. So the Utah Championship presented by Zion's Bank. We have uh, this is a uh, longtime venue on the Corn Ferry Tour slash Web.com Tour. One of the two remaining regular season events. So these guys need to get into the top 25, 75. Um, 25 to get your card, 75 to get into the playoffs. So big week, big, big week. Uh, Pierce and Cootie 
actually Batia, two names that are kind of on bubble watch. They are at uh, 32 and 33 respectively need a couple of good weeks to get into the top 25. Hard to believe for Batia because he won a tournament earlier this year, just hasn't had enough results outside of that. So uh, Utah championship traditionally can benefit the bombers. They're at a little bit of altitude ball will fly this week. So, uh, you know, Eagles birdies galore, low scoring. Um, and yeah, a very important week for a lot of players on the Corn Ferry Tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the uh, quickly, we'll talk about the LPGA. They they have their women's uh, AIG Open this week at Mirfield. Uh, Anna Norsquist is the defending champion. Uh, quite a bit of TV time for the LPGA this week. They're on USA from six to one o'clock. The first three days, it looks like. And then on Sunday, there's a little bit of NBC coverage from 12 to 3 p.m. So a little bit of morning golf for the folks. A little bit of morning golf from the ladies, a little bit of afternoon golf from the guys. And some evening golf from the Corn Ferry. Yes. Are they on, t- are they on TV? Utah is usually on TV. Mm. Let's find out. I would think. Shall we? And I do want to talk about the bubble watch, which is, yeah, it's on from five to eight central tomorrow, six to nine your time. Yep. So that's perfect. Just golf morning, noon, and night all week. Not bad. Um, anywho, I want to talk about this very interesting bubble watch and some of the whispers rumors going around the tour as it pertains to the guys who are in the top FedEx cup standings, top 125, but have defected to the lid. What does that mean for the wind of championship at Sedgefield? But let's just talk about that as it, as it sort of comes up. Cause I want to, I want to get into this tournament a little bit. And then, you know, in talking about some of the players we like or don't like, we'll probably just organically get into that discussion um okay so like utah and the corn ferry sedgefield country club in north carolina is an event that a golf course that we see every year and have seen for many years so we have lots and lots of course history it's a par 70 71 100 yards another donald ross um one of the big differences between this donald ross and Detroit Golf Club is the grass type where I'm Bermuda this week, different from the Benton Poa mix that Hunter mentioned from last week. So um, you can look at Bermuda putters this week if you want. Um, but this is also different from Detroit Golf Club Hunter in the sense that it's less of a driver course and you do need to be in the fairway uh, perhaps a little more often than at Detroit Golf Club, which we talked about last week, having one of the longest driving averages, um, driving distance averages of any course on tour. But there is a high green and red percentage here. The greens are kind of the main defense, slopey, um, not easy greens to putt, even though most guys will find most greens in regulation. Um of course, this is a favorite track of Webb Simpson. He named his daughter Wyndham 
You're going to hear a lot about Webb Simpson this week. I think it'll be interesting. He's 20 to one. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to look at projections from a DraftKings standpoint in terms of ownership because he is currently 126th in the FedEx Cup standings. I think getting inside the top 125 is probably less meaningful than for some others because of all the status he's built up. So he's not in danger of like going down to the Corn Ferry Tour, for example. But, um, you know, he probably wants to play well. And if guys start fading him because he hasn't been in good form, I mean, guys get their form back when they come play a course. If, I mean, his, his track record here is unbelievable, which we'll go through in a minute with the uh, course history. Um, but ultimately what happens here with the winners is that they play really well with their irons and they make a lot of putts. So, you know, high teens type winning score is likely um, got to be in the fairway, but then it's really about making birdies. So that's about how close can you hit it to the hole and how many putts uh, can you make last year? Remember what happened here last year? The Wyndham always delivers. Mm. Five-man playoff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Uh, eventually won by Kevin Kisner, who had to get up and down, I believe, in the either the 72nd hole or the first playoff hole from, like, short left of the green in a terrible spot and hit an incredible shot. Almost made it. A um, bounce, come and bounce and stop. And then Adam Scott missed a bunny to win the tournament. Um, but Roger Sloan, Siwoo Kim, Brennan Grace, Kevin Na. Is that everybody? Adams, I mentioned Adam Scott. All in the playoff. Six-man playoff? Six-man playoff. Uh, eventually won by Kevin Kisner. Uh, the year before that, Jim Herman beat Billy Horschel. Uh, JT Poston got his first win here over Simpson in 2019. Snedeker in 2018 over CT Pan and Webb Simpson again. Uh, Stenson over Ali Schneiderjans in 2017. Siwoo Kim won back here in 2016 over Luke Donald, now the European Ryder Cup uh, captain. And Davis Love won here in 2015. So you can sum of that with the Snedeker, Kisner, Simpson, Davis Love, even back in 2015. Some winners who can be a little bit longer, long in the tooth. Wouldn't you say, Hunter? I mean, this is probably one of the few tracks during the year that the older guys kind of lick their chops at, thinking driving distance based, like almost completely neutralized at Sedgefield and it's really about your irons and your putting. So everybody who's at least hitting it good feels like they can win here. If they have a good week on the greens. Mm -hmm. No, exactly. And that's why you can see some potential longer shot type winners here. I mean, Herman was like 500 to one or something crazy. Poston was probably over a hundred uh, Siwoo back in 2016 may have been over 100. He was certainly not a not a betting favorite. Key stats, approach, strokes gains approach, strokes gain putting, par four scoring, a little more emphasis. Both the par fives are reachable. 
here. So there will be some eagles there, but there's only two of them. Uh, the par threes are a little bit longer, so that leans to more of the approach number. And then if you want, you can look at fairways gained. The favorites this week. And then we'll get Hunter's thoughts on the field strength here. Lowry and Zalatoris lead the way at 12 to 1. Sung Jay and Billy Horschel, who has good history here, right behind at 14 to Webb, 14 to 1. Webb Simpson, 20 to 1. Siwoo, Henley, Connors, Adam Scott, all 25 to 1 on drafting sportsbook. Varner, 28 to 1. Tom Kim, Denny McCarthy, Zutenholt, and Tyrrell Hatton all coming in at 30 to one Hunter. Who's your favorite play at the top this week among the favorites. We had a favorite hit last week in Tony Finau, as well as the week before that also Tony Finau. Um, last week it was 14 to one. You like any of those guys 20 or under? Uh, not particularly. No, I think I like, I kind of like Sung Jay. I don't like him. I, I'm looking at 14. I'm not sure what you just what your number you just said was. Because yeah, he's 14. finally starting to play some halfway decent golf again. I was getting a little nervous for him. Like he's just used to the model of consist- consistency. And it wasn't uh it wasn't quite all there at the beginning of the season, but I feel like he's he's at least rounding into enough form where I think he is an easy play for top twenty. And I think it makes ton of, I mean that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, if you want to, yeah. I mean the odds aren't great on that. I don't know what they are. Are they even money? Yeah, yes. Yep, they are. Exactly. Plus a hundred. Um because I have some oh, other minus, minus one ten. Minus one ten. So yeah. I mean, I like him too. I think what's interesting about Sungjae is he ranks out in the past 24 rounds. He's 16th in strokes gained total, but he's third in strokes gained tee to green. Um, so it's mostly the putting and the short game that's holding him back, which means the irons are better, which they've been streaky over the past year or so, which has caused him to sort of lose that model of consistency, if you will. And he's also rates out well. Uh, in course history, he's sixth in the field this year in course history. So you put those three things together. I think you're right to like him at the top. I mean, I think there's a case to be made for all these guys. Zalatoris, you know, I don't know. Are, are people talking about the sort of the local angle with Zalatoris this week? Have you seen, have you seen much of that? Uh, I have not seen that. I imagine this is a golf course he's played. I would think so. Yeah. I mean, you may play here even if you just by going to Wake Forest. Mm -hmm. So I think you'll hear some about that. And I mean, he's going to, he's the best ball striker in this field. Uh, Lowry has done nothing but contend for most of the year. He contended at Heritage. Um, He just, after contending at the Honda, this course is not dissimilar from Heritage. There's less trouble. Um, might even be a little bit easier than that. It's slightly less demanding off the tee. Uh, and then Horschel has also played, had a, had a great year. And 
has good history here. So Webb is where it's like there's kind of the values maybe there at 20, but there's also questions about his actual form. Played well on Thursday in Detroit and then just kind of petered out the rest of the week. So um let's get it, let's get you the list here the the full course history in terms of the strokes gained. I want to pull up the exact number because it's crazy to look at. Um Webb Simpson, since 2017 here, has gained 60 strokes on the field. That's twice as many as anyone else playing in this event. So he's five for five in that time period with a third, a tie for second, a second, a tie for third, and a tie for seventh. I think he likes this place. It's just silly to even say out loud. At Billy Horschel, part of the reason I like Billy this week, maybe you could DraftKings play if you don't want to eat the eat the 14 to 1. His results 2017 tied 60th, 2018 tied 11th, 2019 tied 6th, 2020 second. Didn't play in 2021. Um, but he's second in course history. Third is Denny McCarthy, another guy I like this week. He's got a tie ninth here back in 2020, a tie 15th in 2021. Then Rory Sabatini, Sung JM. With a sixth, a ninth, and a twenty-fourth. Uh, there's Kisner, who uh, didn't play in 2018 or 19, but was third in 2020 and won last year. He's 40 to one, or was 40 to one at, at some books at least to open the week. And Siwoo, fifth, tie for third, tie for second in his last three. Henley is up here in uh, course history. Varner is next, 20, gaining 20 strokes total against the field the last five editions of this event. And then Harris English, who's another player I like. I think there's Shane Lowry, 17 strokes gained in only three trips. One, one event there does include a, a miscut. But I think course history is more predictive this week, Hunter, than in other events. Would you agree with that? Yes. Well, I think, I think it's... Yeah. Yes. I mean, I think you, you don't have to look much further than Webb Simpson just dominating. Yeah. So after Harris English, I'll give you the rest of the sort of top twenty here. It's uh, Nick Taylor, Roger Sloan, Richie Wierenski, Hubbard pops up, Ryan Moore, Jason Duffner, CT Pan, Jim Herman, and Bryce Garnett. I think CT Pan is another possibly interesting. DraftKings play this week. He was terrible last week in Detroit when I think a lot of people played him. And I think he can play, you know, he can bounce back this week on a course that should be a little bit better suited to his skill set than, than the Rocket Mortgage was. Uh, leaders and strokes gain total. I mentioned how Sungjae grades out last 24. Zalatoris, Lowry, Aaron Wise, JT Poston, Denny McCarthy, Tom Kim. Taylor Pendrith, Keith Mitchell, Harold Varner III, Callum Terran, Hunter Oy, Scott Stallings, Corey Connors. Scott Stallings getting a lot of love this week. He opened around 70 to 1. Adams, Fenson, Bazudenhoit, Vince Whaley, Sung J.M., Davis Riley, Adam Long, Billy Horschel, and Mark Hubbard. Those are your leaders in strokes gained total over the last 24 rounds on the PGA Tour. T to green. So taking away the short game and the putting meaning who's really hitting it well, tee to green, and just needs a, a one decent week with the putter. Salatoris, Lowry, M, Davis, Riley. 
Hmm. That may explain his poor performances lately. He's fourth on this list. Henley, Harold Varner, Jaeger, who's a great putter normally. Pendrith, Wise, Connors, Horschel, Poston, Harmon, Stallings, Reavy, Streelman, John Ha, Siwoo Kim, Party Marty Laird, and Alex Smalley. So, Hunter, anything stand out to you when you hear those numbers for the strokes gained or hear that course history? Yes, I have two names that I think uh, that need to play well this week. Uh, one of them is in 144th place in the FedEx Cup right now. That is Bryce Garnett. I heard I heard you say Bryce Garnett's name somewhere, and I don't particularly remember what it was for, but I heard Bryce Garnett's name. So I have, I think he Bryce, is 20th in course history here. Okay, that's just say no more. So I think he needs to play. <laughs> Not a lot. To go <laughs> say no more. He doesn't need to. Look finish. at you going way down the board for Bryce Garnett. I like it coming in hot. So I think if he finishes in like the top, he's got to be in like the top twenty probably. But I think he's gonna play well. So either way, so I, I would team. think so. At least he needs a good week. He needs a good week. Probably a top ten. But I think he's gonna play well. So I have him at plus three hundred to top thirty. I love that. And then Charlie Hoffman, my boy, Charlie Hoffman, back from the dead because he was playing some horrific golf for a while. <laughs> He's playing much better. He is plus 300. Are you, but are you sure? I am. Because sure. I know you saw him cruise up the board on Thursday at the Rocket. He's playing well. For enough. the record, he's only played here twice. He's 0 for 2, and he lost eight strokes to the field. Because yeah, well, I thought about this very thing. And I backed off when I saw that. You know what that makes me think, Peter? That makes me think he's due. Okay, that's an interesting perspective. By the way, while we're on the subject, I, I mentioned uh, Webb has gained 60 strokes on the field in his last five here. Robert Streb has lost 40. Do not play Robert Streb this week, or Martin Trainer, or Austin Cook, or Luke Donald, or Nick Watney, or, or even Stu Sink, who's playing well, or Kadira, or Cam Champ. Or even my guy Shank. Those guys do not play well here. Now I will say, like I think in the case of JT Post, and he had not played well here, and then all of a sudden he won. I think that may have more to do with JT Poston than with this golf course. I, I do think course history is predictive here. So if if guys play bad here normally, don't be surprised if they play bad again. Carry on. And finally, I got one more name for you, pretty far on the leaderboard. He is 129th in the standings. That's Nick Hardy, who I could see playing some decent golf. He's 100 to 1 to win. Uh, probably only needs something in the top 20, top 30 to to move up those four spots, I would think, depending on what happens. So, Oh, this poor guy is caught between a rock and a, and a hard place. He is 73rd on the Corn Ferry, which a lot of guys, if you're really going bad, have already abandoned PGA ship and gone to the Corn Ferry to try to get in the playoffs by getting in the top 75. And he's not quite in the top 125 for the PGA Tour. Now, I still think, based on his position, he's still further ahead to play the PGA because there's value in 126 through 150. But I have him at 140 
Hunter. I don't know what you said. And then I'd like to go through and just go read the bubble, guys. If I are, Is mine correct? Because I'm on the 2022 year-to-date through July 31st FedEx Cup season standings. So I had to go look at something a little bit different. So so we, we I don't know if this made the podcast. I think we were talking about it in the pre-show. But um, on I'm looking at a report from from July tw- or rather July 31st, 2022. Updated FedEx Cup standings reflect playoff eligibility. So this is just a essentially like an ex- more of an Excel file. Um, el- that has removed points. the live defectors. Correct. So they it, need to get that up on the way. And what position is Nick Hardy in on that list? On this list, which probably looks like it probably does not include through July 31st. I don't think that includes rocket mortgage. He is one 29 on this list. No, through July 31st includes the rocket mortgage. And what did you say that he was one 29? Okay. So there's 11, essentially 11 live defectors. Okay. So you, you're, you have it right there in front of you. Can you read us the players one because uh, I think what I said earlier then about Webb Simpson being 126, he's probably actually 115, so he's probably safe. He's at 117. Okay, can you read us from him back to like 140? Yeah. So let's just I will not I will not do the uh, the number. I'm just going to do the name. So starting at 117, Webb Simpson, Lucas Glover, Kevin Tway, Nick Taylor, Chesson Hadley, Kramer Hickok, uh, Ricky Fowler. At 123, Matt Wallace, Austin Smotherman, Max McGreevy, Danny Willett, Justin Lower, Nick Hardy, Cameron Champ at 130, Kelly Kraft, um, Michael Glilic, Gl- Glizic. Glizic, uh 132, Francesco Molinari, Eric Van Ruen, Martin Trainer, Doc Redman, Brian Stewart at 137, Harry Higgs at 138, Hank Leviota, and Rory Sabatini rounding out the top 140. Okay, so Rory Sabatini has a great history here. I, for one, like Glidgic this week. I think he could play well here. It's very cheap in DraftKings. Let's move up seven spots. Um, And I think some of those other guys are also interesting that are right around that bubble. I mentioned Nick Taylor has a good history here. I'm playing Matt Wallace in DraftKings. I bet him to top 20. I think that's a bit, maybe a bit of a reach, but you know, guy who seems to have rebounded and in, in form a little bit. Lauer's been playing some decent golf of late. He has a really crazy story. If you don't know about Justin Lauer and his story, you could read about it. I just said, I just talked about all of Champ's negative history here. Um, I think EVR has been hurt a little bit, so he probably has some medical starts. Uh, and then Redmond, obviously Stewart is interesting because he's a Michigan guy. We follow him and, you know, we mentioned how the old guys can look their chops here. So he, he needs to have a good week. And then Redmond, who's a guy we just talked about a couple weeks ago, as somebody who was thought to have a really bright future and is kind of sputtering a bit, has had a high finish here in the past. So I think there's an angle for uh, several of those guys. But just real quick before we wrap up i'm glad to know they've removed these live players so that hopefully on the television broadcast we avoid any awkward moments with incorrect standings that involve players who would otherwise you know just be 
in that top 125 by name only and not by eligibility. But you're also hearing, Hunter, that uh, some of these players might be suing the tour uh, with an eye on being able to make these starts, getting a stay from a judge similar to what happened with the DP World Tour and the Scottish Open uh, with uh, a couple guys get, getting their way into that field via a legal battle. Yeah, it'll be, uh, I mean, it'll be very interesting to see because the, the obvious uh, differential between those two is this is a, like a set 125 person field compared to the Scottish Open. I remember like they like had to remove players from the field that and it, you got, um, but I don't know if you have seen that like there's guys like Patrick Reed is already committed to playing on the Asian tour. So I don't think it's going to be a, a, the full list of guys that are going to try to do this and maybe they won't even try, but I honestly feel like they will be, if they do do this, they will be successful. And I think it will create absolute chaos. Well, I have seen that, that there's strong, that that conversation was part of the recruitment to live and lives trying to say to players that you're on the right side of this legally. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll have to see See how that plays out. Could you imagine if the one twenty five the one twenty five is set and then they get like it's bad. Seven It'd be really these bad. guys that get in and then there's eight guys that had their tour card and now they yeah. don't have their tour card anymore. It it's be, really bad. It's really bad. And the timing could be such that those eight guys then like it's too late for them to play their way in another way. You know, like I it not a good situation. No. Not a good situation at all. Now, granted, those same live defectors who are going to try and play in the FedEx Cup this year are not going to qualify to play next year. So I guess maybe eight guys sit out the playoffs, but still keep a tour card. To maybe so that's maybe the solution. But yeah, no. If that's in any event, it's it's not it's not good. No. Not it would not be good. Uh, I I said this after you cut out, but like I'm I am I am getting. I'm not tired of, of live golf. I would just like people to stop. If they don't like it, stop talking about it. Like if you keep talking about it, that's like how it continues to be in the news cycle. If you just don't bring it up, people would maybe, I mean, they wouldn't like stop. They wouldn't just forget about it, but it's all of these golf journalists, that's, which I understand them trying to protect the sport they love but they're almost like bashing it so much that it's like, it's making people like turn on mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the game of golf as like, cause it, they're treating it as like a monopoly. It's very strange. This whole thing is, it's very, it's just strange. All strange. Well, on that note, let's look at, let's look ahead to the players I'm betting on at the Wyndham. And I think they'll live very careful cause they're creating, there's a dynasty being created at the, by the four aces. They've won two, two tournaments in a row now. Kenny McCarthy, thirty to one. Kisner, what are you forty betting, to one? What are you betting on? This is for the Wyndham. Yep. Oh, okay. You said if you don't want to, if you don't like the live, don't talk about the live. Yeah. Harold Varner the third. I found a forty-two to one on FanDuel. If that's a, if you can still get that, I would get that. He's twenty-five at DraftKings, which I don't think I could get there. But forty-two, and of course, raise some history. Like, you know. 
Let's go. Let's go, Harold Varner, 42 to 1. Adam Long, one of the bets that I've made that I've not seen anybody else taking. I don't think anybody's taking Kisner again for a repeat performance either. But Adam Long, 60 to 1. I love his game for this course. Great in approach and putting. Uh, I think he's really good for a top 20 as well. One more week for Grayson Sig. I'm back in on Grayson Sig, and the same goes for Harris English. Still 130 to 1 on a Harris English course. Missed cut on the number last week. It was mostly about the putting. Same with Kisner. He had 90% of the greens in two days and shot one under. So don't be surprised if either or both of those guys uh, play well this week. Harris English, 130 to 1. Uh, and I mentioned um, but those guys for top 20s. I mentioned Long, Matt Wallace, uh, I mentioned earlier. And I like Taylor Moore, Steven Yeager, and Lee Hodges all to potentially play well again this week coming off a good week at the Rocket Mortgage for uh, some maybe some drafting plays or some long shot top 20s. Is the Wyndham always delivers. It does. I have, uh, since we're still, I'm going to give you one more name. I'm just going to make sure he's playing. I think he, and the only reason I'm going <laughs> to take him is because I can tell a great deal of research went into this pick. Oh, it has. I mean, just I've been sitting here listening to you, and I've been looking at names. Uh, based off of where where is he? Garrett Garrett Higo is in 143rd place right now in the Dude, this Cup. is the worst. Garrett, this is the absolute opposite of a Garrett Higo course. No, this is it. This is it. There's no chance. He's a, he's a North Carolina. He's a Carolina's specialist. Not North Carolina. Dude, he Carolina's. won at Congaree. Or, uh, you're yeah. Right. You're right. Congaree. In the Carolinas. That is the opposite of this course. It's like winning at Trinity Forest. I guess we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. So what are you going to bet him to win? No, no, God, no, 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 no. Top 20. The top 40? Top 20. Plus 1,200. Dude, I will bet. I'll just, I'll just, he's not going to top 20. <laughs> okay. I mean, a little more confidence in my picks would be nice. I, I would no, I have zero confidence in that. That's a terrible pick. I want to make it clear that I don't endorse that whatsoever. Well, maybe he'll win then. I don't think so, dude. I'm not that cold to be fading like that. <laughs> All right. Good luck, everyone, at the Wyndham. Enjoy the week of golf. Yes. Enjoy it. See you guys.